0: First off, uh, congratulations on hitting 2,000 followers on SoundCloud. That's a huge accomplishment. Thank you. Uh, that indicates a pretty major turning point um, in your trajectory as an artist. You know, a lot of people consider hitting 1,000 as like a mark that you're doing something right, but uh, 2,000 is really a sign that shit's starting to take off. Uh, so I'm wondering, now that you've passed this milestone, do you feel any sort of like additional pressure to hit like a higher standard that people have set for your music? or?
1: Um, Not so much a higher standard for like other people, but probably for myself, just to like, experiment more and like put out shit that i want to put out because like recently my shit's just been all over the place but Mm -hmm. i want to start doing like one style that like people know me for to the like hold up to a higher standard i still think that that should be like a thing because if i'm like growing big i still want to hit like big milestones but like the numbers aren't really like That important,
0: right? You know, it's good. It's good that you don't put too much importance on that because I feel like that's the downfall of a lot of people when they're just like starting out is like seeing numbers and maybe yeah, that shit caught up and stuff like that. Yeah,
1: when you're really small and your numbers aren't going like a way you want them to go, it's like the growing stage of like as an artist, especially on like SoundCloud and shit, is like so it can be so slow or it can be like super fast and like and
0: either and either side of that can go to your head.
1: Exactly. Either side. Like if you grow like if you grow super fast, you're going to be like, "Oh yeah, I'm the shit." Like your ego is going to be like through the roof. Or if you're growing too slow, you're just going to be like, "Damn, what am I doing wrong?" And you might not even be doing anything wrong. Like there's a bunch of artists that like have no following, but their music is like super good. It's really luck-based. It's also skill, but there's a tiny bit of luck to it.
0: For sure. But either way, it's really exciting to see the results of all the hard work you've been putting in because you've been producing and doing vocals for quite some time now. What year did you start making music exactly?
1: Um. Okay, so it's a very long story. So <laughs> <laughs> I, when I was like nine, I, have, I had this shitty, yeah, it, <laughs> really long story. So it was like this shitty PC mm-hmm. that I had up until I was probably like 12 or 13. Like I used to make music on it all the time, but it had like Evo Studio like, 11, I think, and it was, like, the demo, and I would just fuck around with it, but I didn't start making music and, like, posting it. Like, I've had so many names over the years, but, like, I didn't start doing shit like that till, like, sixth grade. Like, I was, like, 12. That's, that's basically how I started, with, like, Audacity. I used to record in Audacity, and then I think
0: everybody kind of starts in Audacity, yeah. Yeah,
1: Audacity is, like, the gateway. I wasn't making, like, full crazy shit. It was just, like, me throwing and shit and obviously i I fucked around with like garage band and shit but yeah it wasn't no like crazy shit i just like figured it out like from very young
0: Right. Yeah. Like nine year old nine years old is easily the earliest I've ever heard of anybody getting in. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you've been around in the community for quite some time. So you've seen a lot of different things change. Um, and so I'm wondering, like, is there anything you miss about maybe the way the community was when it was in its infancy? Or do you think there's anything that's like changed for the better now that it's grown to the extent that it has?
1: It's pretty good right now. People really talk shit a lot about, oh, it sucks now. It's not the same. But you really just have to like fucking reach out to like the smaller parts because there's a lot of like very like soul shit like that i don't know how to explain it just like shit that like you know is good i really haven't even been around for that long as like a artist but i've been a fan of this scene since like late 2019 Mm -hmm. it's good to evolve you can't really stay in one place and like expect for it to be good forever so it to see it evolve to where it is and see where everybody is now that like i've been listening to and shit and even like my friends and shit it's really cool
0: i think that's a mature That's a pretty mature perspective to have perspective to have to just be like oh i mean like it w- it was nice in the day that and like back in the day but it is like it's good like yeah. to mention like it's good for it to mature it can't just stay stagnant
1: exactly it's like different it different is not always good but where it is right now it's pretty good
0: right and uh and on a similar note like making music for as long as you have there's obviously like a massive difference from what you're starting out obviously at the age of nine and where you're at today so i'm wondering um how do you look back on like your early material even from when you were starting underneath the heroin's uh, the heroin sick name and how, what do you think you would say to yourself as you were starting specifically underneath this name get
1: a better mic <laughs> what
0: did you start recording on
1: um i still use the same mic but hmm. i just wish i would have got a better mic <laughs> because now i'm so used to this mic that i really don't want to change
0: oh just like your priest is it like your preset like built yeah. or something like that yeah it, it
1: really is it sounds it sounds pretty like sketch sometimes but like it turns out good like i got in like sixth grade or seventh grade or some shit and it's like 30 dollars and it's off ebay it's called a zing you if anybody knows what that is
0: i've never even heard of it yeah
1: <laughs> yeah it's a it's it's literally the shittiest mic you can get. But
0: I mean shit, you make it work. There are people out there that make it, like blue snowballs work like every day and they're like the most cracked musicians I've ever heard. So and then an unfortunate circumstance of having to be like um entirely online with this community. Now we're seeing that like get pulled back a little bit as shows are opening up nowadays, but like an, an unfortunate circumstance of being online is that it strips back a lot of the interaction you can have with people that listen to your music. Um and that can sometimes result in like like we mentioned earlier, like sort of like a play or a light counter being kind of the only indication you have as to if people are fucking with your music or not um so i'm wondering like how do you do what do you do to like keep yourself in check when maybe you see that a release isn't performing as well as you expected um or anything of the sort um
1: it it used to get to me like a lot like i used to like fucking get down bad about that shit but nowadays (laughs) it's like it, it happens you know i i really try not to focus on like the fucking numbers and shit like a lot like that's like the main thing for me, like I just be making music like every day, but I don't really like focus on like numbers and shit or like the internet side of it as much anymore, which I like to do because I just be going outside and shit now, and it's better <laughs> because right. fucking quarantine is over. But definitely before, like when I was way smaller, even like a couple months ago, it was it sucked if my shit just completely flopped. Mm-hmm. But it happens to everybody. You have to think about that. Like, you're not the only one.
0: Yeah, it's like in the, in the marketplace of, like, music in the scene, you are, like, a drop in the bucket so that, like, a song that, like, maybe doesn't perform as well, there are going to be other opportunities to perform that well in the future. And in the, and on the topic of live shows, in the past couple of months, we've seen plenty of people um, who have never stepped out in front of a crowd before perform for the first time. Uh, so I'm wondering, uh, what are your thoughts on the idea of performing underneath the heroine's sick name at some point? Are you excited? Do you have an anxiety about it? It would be really cool because, like, I've performed before, kind of. Mm. like half performed
1: mm-hmm. but it was under a different name and it was like two years ago i think i was like 13 or some shit wow holy shit <laughs> yeah no it was like it was really sketch it was just like a house party mm-hmm. but this kid had like big ass speakers and a mic so like me and my friends used to make music and shit so we just like turned up and shit. it was really bad it, it fucking sucked actually
0: yeah like sometimes i get overwhelmed in like a discord call of like a dozen people, I can't imagine getting in front of a house party, and performing. yeah, no it sounds terrible. there was
1: there is probably like thirty people there, Ugh, and it was like it was like five of us on stage or six of us because it was just like the homies and shit, and like there was like a dude with a laptop with a fucking Walmart table, you know the shit. like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was really sketch, but it was fun. i I would love to perform again, though, uh, definitely under heroin sick if i if I could. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the only thing, the only drawback with my name. It's it's very, (laughs) it's (laughs) very not marketable. But I feel like I think of that and I think of like old punk bands and shit and their names were pretty horrible but they still sounded cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, Cannibal Corpse got sponsors. I think you'll be fine, yeah. <laughs>
1: that That's that's what I think back to.
0: Yeah, it's funny. Whenever I mention, like, whenever people are like, oh, no, who are you interviewing next? I'm like, oh, heroin's sick. They, like, do a little double take. They're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On the topic of performances, um, being a member of Silly Team yourself has the, has the discussion of, like, ever doing, like, a Silly Team live performance as a big group ever come up?
1: We talk about a lot of shit for, like, the future. Like, we try to plan shit. So it's, like, it's came up but everybody's all over the place it would really have to be like a really like organized thing and i I don't think it would be i don't want to say anytime soon but i don't think it would be in the near future but it would be really cool to like fucking do a show
0: if money were no object and you can fly everybody out to a certain city what would you want like the Mm. ideal silly team show to be
1: i would probably do it in broward it's just where i grew up i'm still here so it's like Fuck it. If I could fly everybody down here, I think it would be really cool. And there's a lot of cool venues. Mm-hmm. Like, the fucking Gex venue is a really good venue.
0: Also, I gotta know, uh, what was the reaction amongst you guys uh, in Silly Team when, like, uh, Tisa Crean posted that snippet for Silly Achilles?
1: Okay, so, it was really weird. So
0: I can imagine, like, what the fuck? <laughs> it, like- was,
1: it was very, like, I didn't think it was real at first, because Kara <laughs> was in the group chat, or Dolly, was in the group chat and they were like talking about or in the discord server some shit and they were talking about how they were like texting tisa and shit and it was like really crazy it was just really like like a culture shock i was like what the fuck to confirm tisa isn't a silly team he is in silly team like official that's awesome pretty funny
0: yeah i can imagine just i don't know we waking up on twitter and being like what i remember like all the comments yeah. on it from like members in the community were like what the fuck is going on
1: it was the entire like everybody was like what the fuck because then he kept tweeting about silly team like after yeah and then he posted some shit on his story and he tagged silly team and we got so many followers like on the instagram it was so it was so weird but it was like really good i fuck with tisa i've been listening to tisa since like Way back, like literally, like sixth, seventh grade.
0: The thing is about like like hardcore Tisa fans that would go out of their way to follow something. like I'm sure they're down for literally anything at that point.
1: Yeah, at at this point where Tisa's like going, I feel like they would fuck with us.
0: And then uh, you mentioned on Twitter recently that your close friends get a new songs from you sometimes as often as every day. Uh, and although an output like that can is rarely ever a bad thing, it can definitely lead to creative droughts at times. Uh, so I'm wondering, have you ever felt like ser- like feelings of burnout in that regard? And if so, how do you rectify those?
1: Um, even right now, <laughs> as you say that, I haven't made a song in a couple of days, but which sounds like normal for me, but most of my like close friends know that I literally make like at least like two songs a day hmm. or like try to start a song like an open or some shit. But I just like always like music is like my only hobby. I just be doing this shit. If burnout comes, then maybe I'll just like focus on beats for like a week or like focus on vocals or like focus on like. Like, for a while, I was making, like, piano, like, crazy – Like, Karai does, like, those crazy-ass, like, piano, like, fucking orchestral tracks. Like, I I tried to do some shit like that, and it was fun. And then, like, it got me, like, back into, like, the groove. So it was, like – I don't know, just, like, experimenting – is a really good way to get out of, like, a
0: rut. Right, yeah. Like, there's something I've always seen with, like, my friends that produce and whatnot is whenever they get stuck in, like, a spot where they're not, like, feeling the most inspired, they just try doing some shit they've never done before, and then suddenly, like, even if it doesn't turn out particularly amazing, that just gets them on the right path. Yeah, exactly. And then you mentioned music being your main hobby, but I understand you've had thoughts of designing clothes at some point, so Mm -hmm. if you, could you take us through where your interest in that came from and what you'd want to do if given the opportunity?
1: Um, I really like to, like, draw a little stupid shit, so I just feel like that would fit good on clothes. that's really the the basis behind it. Mm-hmm. um also, I just really like clothes and like really shitty clothes. Mm-hmm. like my fits are so bad, but like if it's comfortable, <laughs> like I'll wear it, and like I'll make it work. so it's like if I could just make my own shit, I feel like i could have, I could have like more control over like i want to dress
0: right yeah no something that i'm really happy that we've seen like come out like pop up more often in the community is like actually half decent merch i feel like a lot of like the early merch in the community was like teespring shit or whatever and it wasn't particularly amazing the stuff that we've gotten recently has been like phenomenal though
1: The shit recently like to shout out a couple people like fucking 3ds with splendor Mm -hmm. bro i copped
0: i copped literally immediately like when i saw that shit that shit was so cool. Even like two days ago, uh Zeke, like the frailty, like uh, merch uh-huh. line I immediately got that the hoodie. I
1: haven't I haven't checked it out yet, but I saw the shirt with the fucking the really like um
0: saturated picture of Zeke on a shirt. I, I want I wanna cop that just because yeah, the one the one that has like the giant delete Zeke like collegiate like college logo right there. Yeah, is, like, that so one's really sick. Cool. Yeah. On a, on a on another hand, uh, you also mentioned on Twitter recently that you believe the evil the evil eight hundred eight and bass pluck combo should be banned from music going forward. <laughs> and although I think we can all agree on that one, I'm wondering what are some of your other like production pet peeves or even deal breakers?
1: When I choose beats, it's really just like if like the melody is good, like then I'll hop on it. I really don't. There's beats where the drums are like trash but i'll still <laughs> hop on it it's so, like if you have a good melody like it's good in my book probably
0: is the uh, is like the overuse of like the almond break in like every song is that valid or do you think that should leave should leave that in 2021
1: uh recently people have been being like very experimental with it like chopping it up more but when it first started you just fucking drag it in put it on the bpm and then it's just there but it's it's really evolving, like, again. Like, shit is evolving.
0: And then on the opposite end of the spectrum, are there any sort of production details or techniques they think deserve more love or should be implemented more often? Um,
1: The plug-and-be double hi-hats on other things. Then plug-and-be is my favorite thing ever, and that should, like, be implemented in a lot.
0: And then uh, just, like, specific techniques or different things like that, uh, it seems like there's plenty of debate over, like, the tools that you use to make music. And you produce inside of FL, correct? Yes. Right. So could you could you state your case as to why FL is a better DAW than Ableton or Logic or any of the others out there? Or do you think they're all similar tools that just get the same job done? I'm pretty biased because I've only used FL
1: for Mm a long time. So it's really like when I look at FL, my eyes are more appealed to it because it looks more like I think somebody explained it like some fucking like YouTube prod tutorial channel. Might be even like Internet Money or some shit, but it was like. It was like fucking FL looked more like a game. So it's more like easy to pick up, which I agree with. And it's just more like user, like, what's the word? User friendly? Yeah, more user friendly than other DAWs like Ableton. It's just more off putting, maybe. Mm -hmm. But because there's like little cool graphics in FL and shit. And like, (laughs) you know, but all of them do the same thing. It really doesn't matter. Like, I didn't even know, like, Kamo didn't use like FL, like Kamo doesn't use FL, right? Yeah,
0: Kamo, Kamo is one of like three. Kamo and a dream are like the two people in the community that use Logic.
1: I didn't even know that.
0: And then with production, it seems like there's a lot of different ways to send beats out to people. Some people prefer to post stuff on YouTube or Track Train or Beat Stars, whatever the case may be. But others prefer to send stuff like just like one-on-one work with people directly. So I'm wondering, what do you think are some advantages or disadvantages you see in putting tracks up on platforms like that versus working one-on-one with an indiv- individual artist?
1: Um, if you work one-on-one with an artist, like where you both are like either in the same room or like in a VC and like the producer makes the beat and then the artist like raps on it or whatever. It's, I feel like it's more organic than just you sending a file to somebody. And like, I know a lot of people that won't like send files out, like the only prod, like I, I do that sometimes. Like I, I rarely send beats to people, but when I do, it's like, it's really like genuine. Mm-hmm. Cause like, if you post beats on YouTube, I'm not talking down on, like, posting beats on YouTube or, like, selling beats and stuff, but it can get a little oversaturated at times because you start getting into the flow of, like, oh, yeah, let me just do the same thing, and then people, like, fuck with it or people will cop more beats. And then you start to focus on, like, money more than, like, the actual art. So it's, like, I just, like, try to keep it, like, genuine and, like, actually make the beats, like, I want to make.
0: Yeah, no, it's perfectly valid. I think people like, uh, like for example, like like Johnny Fryder, or Young Spoiler, or whoever the case may be. Like they've they've perf they've carved like a very specific niche for themselves that I think works very well. But I think there definitely is something to be said that like whenever they get one on one with an artist, they happen to make like some of their best beats ever. So yeah, exactly. No matter how many artists you discover in the community, it seems like there's always going to be a hundred more every time you blink. So I'm wondering, are there any others that you would uh, that you could put our handful or you could, any handful of artists that you could put our listeners onto right now?
1: Um. Okay. Uh. Starkey. Uh, Hi, Starkey on uh, SoundCloud. Mochi. Mm. Mochi's really hard, if you know who Mochi is. I just prod a song for them that's out. You can go find that. My friend Ice Matrix. um, They're a really good artist. Their vocals are really good. Their beats are good. Canadian. So that's an up. A really good prod is my friend Max. He goes by uh, Kiro, but it looks like Kairo. It's spelled really weird. I don't know why he spelled it like that. If you see this, <laughs> you need to like, you need to get some like grammar lessons,
0: bro. People in this community don't know how to fucking spell like at all. Yeah, bro.
1: Like people be putting X's where O's are. Like I don't get it, bro. Like, but <laughs> nah, They're a really good prod. One person I'll add to that list is uh, Kaido. Kaido is insanely talented. Mm, Kaido is really hard. Their music is so fucking pretty. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's like super illustrious Zena,
1: yeah. I'm just gonna go like rapid fire, okay? Like Zena, Victor, but it's spelled like V I C T X R W, like you can't spell, like what? <laughs> uh, um, Guami, April twenty one, obviously, like very good dude. Ghoul, which Ghoul is kind of put on, but like very good prod. Uh, ecoys Day Sang is like the most underrated artist I've ever like found. I'll, like, send you their shit after this. Mm-hmm. But, like, they're, like, so good. Um, Visa's really hard. More, like, put-on artists. Or, like, if you know who B&O is, like, Boys Nights Out. I think I've heard of the name, yeah. Where it's, like, Swoopy and, like, Spira me and Buffalo Bang. Like, they're really, really good artists. I listen to them all the time. Um, Artemis. Sparrow. Sparrow. That's another one. I, I fuck with Sparrow. All, like, the fucking Spaz Team shit luxury shit and uh, yeah i think that's my list by mm-hmm. my, my top my top
0: whatever the fuck 37 yeah no it's I mean, it's a good it's a good list a to freshman have, yeah. artist <laughs> right and on and on a similar note you've collaborated with quite a handful of people throughout the years but i can imagine there's plenty more that you still want to work with uh so if you could pick a few dream collaborators who would they be it could be anybody dead or alive from like tisa Korean to death county
1: um um Braxton Knight definitely Mm, I feel mm. like we would make a really good song
0: finally you've come a really really long way in 2021 alone and I'm beyond confident that you have a very very bright future ahead of you uh so I'm wondering if you could pick a handful of things to accomplish just before in this final month of the year or maybe going into 2022 what would they be
1: I would already like announced an EP by then so successfully release that with no troubles that's basically finished it's it's the biggest like thing I've put my shit into i've been working on it for like a couple months now
0: oh shit that's super exciting yeah
1: yeah i want to put that out it's with sparrow also it's all prod by sparrow
0: oh shit the entire thing dang okay that's exciting
1: yeah now you know about that if you didn't know about that but that that's what i want to accomplish
0: fuck yeah that's super exciting okay all right
1: uh awesome i think that's gonna wrap it up here today